Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, I was uh, thinking about a couple different things, but um, as of lately I've been reading a lot of, a lot of books on uh, finances and different options in terms of uh, how, to, how to make your money work for you basically, and it made me think about a lot of different things, a lot of things that I had learned uh, growing up, a lot of different things that I had learned just working a job and things like that. But it made me made me think about the cost of things, and not specifically physical things. I thought more about the cost of the cost of you know what I talk about a lot: the cost of dreams, the cost of opportunities, and the cost of um, wanting more for your life than you've seen, or wanting more for your life than you can imagine. And I think that in terms of thinking of the cost of dreams specifically. I wagered that. What what are the cost of wanting something that you you have no you have no no direct access to? Wanting something that you've only imagined, or wanting something that you only wrote down in like vision boards, or you only wrote down in dream journals. And what's the cost of that? And the greatest cost that you have is the sacrifice of one's own belief system oftentimes you sacrifice what you thought you knew as foundational information what you thought you knew about people what you thought you knew about circumstances what you thought you knew about uh, success what you thought you knew about um, finality what you thought you knew about surviving failure what you thought you knew about uh, achieving success all those things you sacrifice all that knowledge that foundational knowledge in order to pursue a dream because you reach out for the unknown and the unknown is oftentimes nothing you've ever seen before nothing you can even imagine before nothing you've even imagined before nothing you can really readily put a, a face or a name or a shape to it's just this idea, the what ifs, the what ifs of if I try this thing that I've been thinking about, will it work? If I try this thing, you know, that I've been thinking about, will I be successful at it? 
should I even try it? The what ifs of that. So I, I think about the cost of those things and I think about the cost of, you know, even in the planning stages, when you when you make plans and you you don't have enough, you know, resources for it, you don't have enough time for it, you don't have a support system, you don't have people who believe in you or you do have people that believe in you and you you wonder if you're making a mistake and if you're wasting their time and if it's going to be you know too much to to put them through if you fail or if it'll be too heavy if you know what is the cost to to the people that care about you what is the cost that when you try it and you fail and you you don't believe that you should try it again because of how how expensive it was you know because of you know because of the the emotional effort and the intellectual effort i think about that in regard to to cost and do I think that people disregard that cost? I think that they they sometimes do. They sometimes disregard it. Sometimes they're not willing to pay it. But the cost of being somewhere where you've never been before is is an interesting thing because oftentimes you don't feel like you have the the resources or the means to pay that cost. But as you go and you deplete your resources. As you continue to persevere, as you continue to to press forward, I think we find that those reserves are oftentimes replenished. You know, as we as we press toward toward the goals, or as we press toward the next step in our our phase of meeting those goals, we get replenished. I get replenished. You know, when I think about different goals, I think about how much I don't know about those areas, how much I don't know about those topics. And then in the moments where I get a bit overwhelmed or a bit uh, discouraged, and I think that, you know, I don't have any more to give toward this goal I've tried and I just can't see, I can't see it working out the way that I want it to. It, something else will spark my interest and it'll, it'll, replenish those reserves that I had toward that goal. I think about those things because I think about that cost even at this stage. Is it worth it? Is what you want worth it? And if it's a goal, yeah, the answer is yes. So you keep pushing forward. And it's it's interesting because I think about the the stages, you know, like when you're a kid and you and you climb on what we call them the monkey bars, it's like basically a ladder, and you swing from rung to rung as a kid. As a kid, your reach isn't that far, so every time you reach, you're kind of counting on the momentum to get you there. But you you sometimes can't, you know, if you're depending on how big you are, how how small you are, you can't really gauge, you know, if they're all the same when you begin swim swinging. You hope that they are. And as you go, you know, sometimes if you got good momentum, it goes fast. Sometimes if it's a long enough, you know, track of uh, bars, you start to get tired and like, oh, man, I don't think I can I can make this. But it's likewise in life. You kind of you kind of reach forward and you, you reach forward. And just like, you know, when you're a kid, there's there's another bar and you eventually make it to the end. I got to believe that I'll, I'll continue to make it to the end. And I do believe that for most people that if you keep swinging you'll make it to the end 
just like in the monkey bars, if you keep swinging, momentum will carry you to the end. But if you stand there and you wait and you sit, you do start to get heavy and your arms start to get heavy and it's it becomes problematic. And that's the cost. Even at that point, will you will you force yourself to keep swinging? Will you force yourself to keep moving? So I think about that cost in regard to what I want to do next. How can I be fired up to reach this goal that honestly nobody would nobody but me would be disappointed if I didn't reach this goal, whether I met it or I didn't. Nobody would really nobody would be bothered by it. It wouldn't it wouldn't take away from anyone's life. I imagine at this stage, of course, I do believe that different things that we push and strive for do have an impact on other people's lives who benefit from them. But barring some future interaction, no one that I know directly would be profoundly impacted if I if I gave up. But I don't want to give up because it's something that I want to see happen. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of the what ifs of life. What would happen if I if I did achieve this goal? How would that look? How crazy could that be? So I don't know. I, I'm think I think about the cost of things and weighing that cost and not even thinking about the cost as if, you know, I can't afford it. I think about the cost of I think about the cost in regard to it will cost me a lot, but I am prepared to pay what, what is necessary to see this goal all the way through and I know that that's probably the same for everybody so I mean I, I think it's important to take time to think about the cost and to speak to the cost and say if there is a cost to the vision that is not real and if there's a cost to the vision that's not real I'm not going to worry about that cost because if the vision is not real yet then the money doesn't have to be real yet so just by me having that vision I'm going to say that that is money in the bank there's a scripture that says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So your faith, what you believe, your vision, what you believe is the substance of the things that you hope for. You hope for success, so your vision comes as a method of that faith. And it's the evidence of things not seen. The proof that the vision is real is that you have the vision. The proof that the vision is possible is that you're having it. So faith being the substance of things not seeing the evidence, well, faith is the substance of things not seeing the evidence of, I forgot what the rest of already, I just said it. Faith is the substance of things not seen. <laughs> what, I said, I said it correctly earlier on, but basically the faith then becomes, becomes a tangible thing, you know? So, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. There you go. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what you what you hope for and what you believe being materialized in a vision is to me the evidence of that thing. The faith becoming a real thing. It becomes the evidence, even though there's no physical evidence, your faith in that thing and your vision for that thing become the evidence. So you just act upon that that faith and that vision until it becomes a reality so in that regard the cost is the cost is faith and if you've paid that cost by believing you can do it and you had that vision and you worked out that vision on paper or on your computer or you've, you've spoken it out you've worked out that vision 
then that's the proof that that thing is and can be real. So it is real in the ethereal. Now your goal is to make it real in the physical. So just think about the cost of the things that you have in your life and maybe you'll come to a different conclusion and maybe you'll be kind enough to share that with me at some point as I'm sharing mine with you. So that's all I got for today. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.